This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. Being a Friday, we get to spend some quality time with Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. A very warm welcome to you. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Uh, good morning, Brad. The front uh, page of the Southern Suburbs Tatler is UCT Library Recovery Begins, which is good news that mm. uh, there are 2,000 volunteers and staff members who are working on trying to remove books and other library materials and valuable collections from Jagger Library at University Cape Town and beginning the process of apparently using everything from paper towels to hair dryers mm. uh, to uh, try and dry books that have been damaged by other water being used to fight the fire and uh, trying uh, to see what can be salvaged, what can be repaired, what can be restored uh, at this devastating fire. But just noticing the comments, the Jagger Library reading room was destroyed by the Rhodes Memorial Fire on Sunday, 18 April. Mm. Well, you know, I've I did an exploration of the whole area on this last Saturday and walked up and around, and I'm, I'm a bit surprised that there are journalists speaking about the fire, like there was only one fire. Yeah. There were multiple fires, and there's absolutely no connection between the fire that destroyed the Rhodes Memorial Tea Garden and, and restaurant, although Rhodes Memorial itself was completely unaffected. It didn't even touch the walls, which, of course, made of stone, uh, and the uh, in fact, Rhodes Memorial is completely untouched and unaffected uh, by the fire, but the Rhodes Memorial Tea Garden and Chapel have been very destroyed. The, uh, interestingly, the mm-hmm. player in Jungle Gym up at Rhodes Memorial is not affected at all, in, uh, not in the slightest. It's just amazing. You see pockets of green and so on at different places where the fire bypassed or maybe firefighters got there first. And uh, so... Uh, I've also not just examined on the ground, but also the aerial photography pictures. It's quite clear that the Rhodes Memorial Fire, as people are calling it, even though Rhodes Memorial was not actually touched by it, mm. uh, that in no way is connected with the fire at Jagger's Library. There's a huge, massive geographic gap. The entire perimeter of the University of Cape Town is unaffected by the fire. The tree line, the outer buildings, none of them were affected. In fact, you get to Jagger's Library even, and you can see the green ivy on the outside of the walls is still unaffected. Now, there's some places where ivy was burned, but not at Jagger's Library. And it, it, it's quite bizarre that people are talking about the fire when we have people who were arrested for arson on the Fredderhook side, on the other side of uh, Devil's Peak, on the, table, on the city of Cape Town, uh, City Bowl area, and that was a different fire. And then you've got uh, fires at uh, some of the buildings inside Rosebank, which is blocks away from the nearest part of the bushfire. Mm. And none of the buildings around them been affected. Obviously, there was arson as well as the fire. So there's at least four or five fires. There might be up to eight separate fires. And I think it's poor journalism to speak about the fire like there was just one. Mm. There were a vast amount of the irresponsible messages that were put on social media by some people saying students 
get paraffin and petrol, add to the fire, and, and so on. And so there were some very literally incendiary remarks, inflammatory remarks made by some highly irresponsible individuals on social media. We have the uh, actual uh, uh, screenshots of that. I think, uh, as Anna went up, I was, I was interested uh, to go and evaluate as part of Friends of Rhodes Memorial what's going on and so on. And uh, I could see that while the tea garden and chapel have been devastated by the fire, uh, there are some beginnings of attempts of restoration. You can see sandbags being laid, and the, uh, whether it's a sand parks people or city of Cape Town folks, there is signs of uh, attempts to restore some of the paths and so on. So I don't see why these areas shouldn't be open to public immediately. For example, the road, the road to Roads Mall and the parking area appear perfectly safe. But there is a surprising amount of new litter. Now, considering this area is closed to the public, I'm talking about uh, up and around the roads more area, it's considering how much plastic litter there is on the ground throughout these areas, which was scorched by fire. So plainly this litter has been added since the fire because you can see the melted bottles and the um, uh, and when it comes to other kinds of uh, consumables, it's obviously just ash. It's actually totally untouched, pristine new uh, plastic bottles, Kentucky Fried, um, McDonald's, and other things lying around in styrofoam. Then plainly, uh, this has been added since Fana. Who's been doing that kind of irresponsible criminal action in what is a national park? Now, what was also extraordinary is to see the contrast between Mostert's Mall and Upper's Roads Memorial and Tea Garden Restaurant, because Mostert's Mall is in full swing of being restored, and the friends of Mostert's Mall are doing a phenomenal job, and you could just see there's lots of volunteers, lots of activity, and there's progress there in the cleaning up and fixing up and repairing, and uh, Mostert's Mill will be up and operational um, in fairly short order the way they're operating now. But to this day, uh, Sandpox is refusing to allow anyone into the Rhodes Memorial area, and, uh, and yet that, uh, the Rhodes Memorial itself was not affected by the fire, nor was the road. And to drive to these areas and see geographically, it's absolutely impossible to be speaking about the uh, fire at Jagger Library, which is a 1.2 million volume library, very precious collections there. And that, uh, that I cannot see how the inside of a stone building can get gutted by fire and people call it a bushfire when the bushfire came no closer than a quarter of a uh, not even half a kilometer away. Mm. And uh, it was the entire perimeter of the buildings around Jagger's Library unaffected. And Jagger's Library is right smack in the middle of the University of Cape Town. Anyone who's been there and walked this geographic area knows exactly what I mean. Yeah. And if anybody has been up there since the fire or seen the photographic evidence put on Friends of Rhodes Memorial Facebook page, for example, uh, you can see from the aerial photography done by the wildfire services where the fire devastated, and it didn't breach the perimeter of the University of Cape Town. Now, we understand that when some things can blow around, but, you know, a burning bush on a tile roof is going to do nothing. Yeah, it's a thatched roof. But it's, when you're dealing with uh, stone buildings built as solidly as the uh, uh, University of Cape Town, Jagger Library, uh, Jemison Hall, and all that, well, you know, it's, it's uh, beyond comprehension how people can say, oh, well, it's just part of a bushfire. I served in the fire brigade many years ago, going back nearly 40 years ago now. Uh, but uh, 
Uh, I've been involved in quite a few fires and fighting fires. And the other thing that mm. always strikes me when there's a fire in the community is the whole community gets involved in fighting it. In mission fields that I work, that we're talking about the Congo, Nigeria, Sudan, Mozambique, uh, there's normally not a fire brigade. And when there's a fire, everybody, men, women, children, young, old, they all get involved in, mm. in either trying to um, clear a, a fire break or um, carrying buckets or uh, beating out the fire and so on. And yet to think that there were 4,000 students at the University of Cape Town uh, who were evacuated, some of them, I mean, most of them would be healthy young people, couldn't have done something to help but to uh, clear, to uh, fight the fire. There's so many things that could be done. It's a sad commentary on our society that many people now are uh, having a sense of entitlement or helplessness where others must do things uh, even for our own property and we've got to just stand back or uh, go and stand at a hotel at university or taxpayers' expense and ask for trauma counseling while others are busy battling the fire. I think there's a lot of questions still to be asked. And here we are over three weeks since the devastating fire of 18, 19, 20, April. And I'd like to hear some of the reports from the forensics, from the police, from the fire brigade, from others, as to the cause of the fire, because we know the general theory is vagrant fires that are tolerated in National Park area, which, of course, is a criminal offence. Uh, and we know that uh, Parkscape and uh, Ted Mountain Watch and other environmental groups have been warning for years mm. of this danger that tolerating 100 vagrants inside the nature reserve, the forestry reserve of Ted Mountain National Park, uh, was a fire hazard, and there was poor management of the area because there's huge amounts of timber, dry uh, pine cones and uh, uh, pine needles and chopped down uh, trees and dead tree stumps and all of this just waiting to go up. And that uh, if you are trying to have a bry anywhere in the Ted Mountain National Park area, even the areas that were originally built for bryes, where we used to have bryes, even though no fires ever occurred from there, uh, we'd be guilty of a criminal offence. But somehow or another, vagrants are allowed to start fires there all the time. And one wonders why the city of Cape Town or Sand Parks haven't dealt with early and just been brought up by environmental groups. But that's not the only fire. There were other fires. And to speak about there's been one fire, what's happened with the people who are arrested for arson? Uh, what's happened with the other areas? How can these different buildings all be related to the bushfire? There's questions that still need to be answered. We understand forensics need to be done, but it's been three weeks now, and one wonders when a statement's going to come. I think as Catonians, we need to be concerned. Hmm. We don't want our national parks closed when there's no reason to have access to them, and we understand there's some areas that need to be closed off, like the uh, Tea Garden Memorial uh, uh, Gardens, which is where the um, uh, rebuilding we trust will take place in the restaurant. But the actual monument should be open. There's no reason why you can't drive in there and have access at this part. I've walked over and seen it all. And people can see the pictures on the Friends of Roads Memorial Facebook page. But it's time for us to reclaim our areas and not to allow uh, the officials not to give a report on what were the causes of these different fires and what can be done to prevent them in the future. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.